Rid it, did to do, and welcome to More Important Issues. It is Monday, June 29th, coming at you guys a day later than we promised. That's my fault. I apologize. But we're here. <laughs> we are also, uh, we were going to do it. We we're going to be back together. I miss landing a lot. I still miss landing a lot. Um, miss you too. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I wanted to be there. But I'll be honest, that storm, it, I don't know what it was doing uh, where you're at or parts of Knoxville, but um, it's bad and. It was bad in South Knoxville. I think it's now, of course, stopped. Because um, that's yeah, that's usually how it goes. Um, so, but the good news is that means we probably won't lose power. So, that, that's, that's the good news. Uh, if we do lose power, hopefully we don't. Um, don't worry, we will. We'll record the episode and we'll have it out for you on Tuesday, so you have a uh, Tuesday podcast. So there you go. We're gonna try to do a, uh, stick around for the live show and um, try to get that going. But uh, if not. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll get you guys some, some updates and, and we'll make it happen. Um, it's good to be back. We've got some, we're going to, I'm excited to do our all decade team. Seemed like a lot of people like that, uh, all decade team offense. Some people didn't understand the decade part. Um, I, I, I saw, <laughs> I saw like, a lot of Reggie Whites and Peyton Manning on there. Yeah. And I even saw like an Arian Foster, which was closer to the decade. So we were, you know, getting warmer, getting warmer. Um, yep. and I think, Montario Hardesty, who I think his last year was eight or oh nine. So yeah, I think it was I think it was Kiffin. I think yeah, it was oh nine. His, his was close, um, but but not quite. Uh, so regardless, though, we're here. We're going to do an all decade defense. I'm excited about that one. We've also got some team news. Um, we're going to get back into our position previews, talking about tight ends. This one's kind of an interesting one because I'll go ahead and like preview, I guess, for him. How confident are you in the tight end this this season, 2020? Uh, I wouldn't say too confident. I'll say I'm confident in, in blocking, but passing, okay. I just think there's a lot of unknowns. Which is like, I mean, we kind of talked about it last year too. It's If we can get our tight ends involved in the game, especially the way Chaney uses them, it could really open up the game. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, that's, that's his specialty is tight ends. So you thought – Last year, it would be a different story. It just wasn't the case. Right. It's unfortunate. And uh, hopefully, we'll get back to that way, though. Um, so, we'll, we'll see. And we're going to preview and talk about the tight ends and potentially a position change for somebody um, who maybe could make that tight end a threat, that tight end position. Uh, we we're also going to talk, like I said, the, the all-decade team. We're going to flip to defense here. Uh, we're going to do the uh, – we're going to predict the starting five. I kind of hate you for this because I – I know whoever I predict, I know it's not going to be that way. I don't know how you feel about your <laughs> prediction. Yeah, I like to – I'm kind of going off of, like, just who I heard. How you and feel about not, Yeah, not really just, like, what I saw last year. That's fair. And see, like, if I'm going for accurate predictions, I guess I was also trying to, like, get in Rick Barnes' head because I feel like I'm not on the same page as him, which is probably a good thing because I don't know a lot about basketball. <laughs> So that's probably a good thing yeah, for Rick Barnes. <laughs> if, if you're able to get in a coach's head like that, he's probably not a great coach. True. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then uh, we're going to talk about some stuff in SEC football, specifically in the state of Mississippi, where some uh, college football players have enacted some change. So that'll be a good topic. And maybe I'm sure we'll talk about COVID because uh, Tennessee, the state of Tennessee has extended their uh, state of emergency until August 29th. I don't know if you saw that. Probably makes high school football less likely to happen right now in the uh, month of August, and then college football is 
chances are looking slimmer and slimmer, I think. I'll fight COVID. Like one fist, on one. You'll fist fight COVID? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think you'd – okay, hot take. That cat video we saw today, I think that cat would beat the absolute crap out of you. I think you could take COVID, though. Okay. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> the cat can have its win, but as long as I get to fight COVID and win, that's that's all that matters. That was a good tackle by the cat. If you, It if was you, a good tackle. It was like every tackle that I ever made in in high school or or college. Like, no, that that tackle was way better. Yeah, I I, I mean I, I believe in you, but yeah, that tackle was that tackle I mean, was better I, than a lot of football tackles. Yeah, it's like when your your linebackers coach shows you a video of how to tackle. It's exactly, like he's going to show that video. My microphone keeps falling. Let's see if we can get that situated. Everything that could go wrong is going to go wrong, but we're gonna, we're huh? We're here, and we don't have COVID. No, we don't. We're just going to well, knock gonna, on wood, I guess. <laughs> we don't yeah. have COVID. When the break, when the breaks go against you, don't let up, put on more steam. That's what we're going to mm-hmm. do. We're going to get through this episode. Yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, before we do that though, Lane is going to tell you about some sponsors and he's going to tell you how not this episode to win a hound dogs gift card, but soon. Very yeah, soon. So we'll have those soon. Um, so to do that, to be entered in, to win all of our giveaways, go to volunteerroadshow.com, create an account, and that will get you signed up for all our free content, our articles, our shows. Um, we have a lot of great shows coming up for you. I know John L. Stokes um, is now a um, host, so he'll have yeah. his on show. And what's cool, if you if you enjoyed the vol, the Voltels we had with him, it's going to be a lot of that in a longer form, and you're going to get to really hear about him and issues as they kind of come about, and not issues just uh, within our country, but also within the NCAA. Yeah, hundred percent. So go check out, go check that out. Um, create your account, um, and when we do give giveaways, that'll enter your name in that drawing. And go check out Tennessee Tap House Hound Dogs. They're the ones that make this show possible. Um, so get you some Vols gear. Um, go get you a brew at Tennessee Tap House, and we thank them for for making all this happen. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Also, go like this, share it, retweet Please. it, um, all that. Follow. Maybe us on- we'll. Yeah, follow us on, on everything. More more underscore issues on Twitter. Um, and I think our at names are on. No, they're not. Anymore. They're not. I'm sorry. I went with our it's full okay. names so they could. Look it's okay. you, They could look you up on Google. There you go. <laughs> um, but I'm at Caleb underscore TN. Landon's at Lambo Raby ten underscore ten. Ah, dang it. See, I always mess that up. Um, but you got it. So, and then more important issues at more underscore issues. I'll feel better if you don't know you're at. So that'll make me feel a lot better. Um, it's Lambo underscore Raby ten. That's there what we is. go. All right, go I always follow forget him. where the underscores at. <laughs> uh, go follow. I need to change mine. My at name is like a joke from like six years, four years ago. So I need to change it. I have well, mine's to- a nickname I had in high school for like a year. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no one calls you Lambo. I'm sorry. Your dad, call, your dad calls you Lambo. He does. So there you go. Term vindictive. <clears throat> um, also, I'm on Twitter. Or yeah, I'm on Twitter and YouTube. If you uh, want to ask a question, Landon's on uh, Facebook. What's up, NASCAR Vol? Already got some people on the YouTube. Got some people on Twitter. If you have a question, ask it. And then uh, if we don't get to it immediately, we will get to it. I promise. So just hang on. We have a spot to show just for that. So just bear with us. We will get to. It. We want to answer your questions. So please ask away. We're ready to do it. And we get off on tangents too. So if, if you just grab our attention, there's a good chance we'll talk about it for 15 minutes. That's easy content. <laughs> easy. Um, <laughs> team news. Team news, yeah. So I guess the the first 
part of this is uh, Trey Smith and Cade Mays were named the Sporting News preseason All-American teams. Do they know um, something we don't know about Cade Mays? <laughs> I don't know. Do I you... mean, if you move home, I feel like that's – I don't know. And with the NCAA tabling till 2021 to have the, the one-time transfer, I just feel like this is an easy – Right, but I I don't know I don't know I'm not I can't get into the NCAA's head just like you can't get into Rick Barnes' head I can't get into the NCAA's head. That, that's probably a good thing though. That probably means you're not as dumb as the NCAA. It's kind of reverse. That's true. I like the bit. hope anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a good point. He he is moving closer to home, and it, with them tabling it, it kind of makes it easier to hopefully yep. get him. Hopefully, I, who knows? Yeah. So Trey Smith is first team, and uh, Cade Mays was named second team. So. You know he wasn't going to start this year at Georgia, though, right? That's why he's transferring. Kid can't compete. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Kid can't compete. Even though um, I think they have two starters on offense from last year's mm-hmm. team. Yeah, no, he would have started. <laughs> he would have started. There's just, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, Trey mm-hmm. Smith, that's obviously a well-deserved award. I mean, I think everybody kind of – I mean, he has some high expectations coming into this year, but he's met those expectations and exceeded those expectations <laughs> even last year. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I expect him to be an All-American at the end of 2020, if there is a 2020 season. Has When's the last time Tennessee had two preseason All-Americans? Period? Period. And then on the offensive and then, line. And then on the offensive line, yes. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't – that's a good trivia question. I should have asked that one. This this isn't on my trivia question this week. So. Oh, so you have trivia questions I've again. got one. I've got one. Okay, yeah, okay. I've got one. Um. But yeah, maybe maybe next week on oh, no, a no, Wednesday, maybe that'll be part of the trivia. Okay, cool. I'll see if I can yeah, figure we'll that out. We'll have to do some research. Preseason though, only preseason counts. Right. Because yeah. I'm trying to think when the last time maybe the um the last time we would have had po- you know postseason awards. I feel like there's a chance too. Yeah. How many All Americans did we have in '98? Did we have? I don't know. I mean. I mean, Al Wilson was one. Was there another one? one? I'm sure. I can try to Google it for you. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, We'll we'll do some research and figure that one out. Um, But more team news. Jimmy Holiday has already made the jump to receiver. Um, So the incoming quarterback has already made the jump to receiver. Um, JJ 2.0? You like to think. I mean, I I just think that there was – he probably saw an opportunity to mm-hmm. to play right away at wide receiver, and that's probably what made that decision a lot easier. And you know, now's the best time to do that. Yeah. You don't want to wait till you're halfway into fall camp and be like, "Oh, I want to switch positions." No, if you're going to go ahead and do it, do it now. And the good news is he's a freak athlete. So if he was to wait that long, I don't think it would be detrimental to him. I agree with you. Now you get to go in and. And when it when you're a quarterback too, it's it's not like switching from wide receiver to corner, or vice versa. You're learning yeah. that position at quarterback at least. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if you're going to make the switch, which he probably was, that quarterback room's too deep as it is, uh, even without him. Um, and, and with the expectations, and we're going to, I assume we're going to talk about JG's tweet. Um, but then also put on Harrison Bailey. I, I just don't see where he fits in that QB room. He's an athlete. I expect him to to ball out at wherever he's at, but at wide receiver, I think he has a, like you said, the best chance to be on the field. Yeah. Maybe you're, you're able to use him in some of those wildcat packages. Um, I think that'd be 
perfect for him. I, mm-hmm. That's probably what they were recruiting him as anyway, to be kind of that wildcat quarterback. Right. Um, but the, he has an opportunity to play right away at wide receivers, so good luck. Yeah. I mean, I'm, there's there's two open spots. You know, Josh Palmer probably has, has one probably guaranteed maybe. Um, sure, but other than Josh that, Palmer's you know, it, yeah, it, it's, it's wide open for those other two spots. And you're going to see some – more than just two guys get reps, but you know, two starting positions are wide open there for the taking, and mm-hmm. you're probably going to see a freshman in yeah, there. I mean, there's a real chance of, it. especially. I mean, you've got several freshmen that that aren't bad options there. It's not like you have to play freshmen. I mean, there's several freshmen that are going to come in: Malachi Wadman, um, Jalen Hyatt, that probably have the ability to start on a lot of Division One, FBS, uh, Power Five programs. Yep. Maybe SEC programs. I mean, you know Jalen Hyatt's got the speed. We'll see about everything else. Um, and then uh, Wideman's a freak, too. So I, I want to I see a, a race of Jalen Hyatt, Jimmy Holiday, and Jimmy Calloway. Okay, I was about to ask, gonna, how, fast see a four, is, four race. how fast is Holiday again? 4-3? Four, 4-4? Four, four? Yeah, somewhere around in there. I think they're all right around the same. Um, I think all three Can't are track speed. guys as well. I know. Can't coach and that's something you, you didn't have. You didn't have a 4-4 four, 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 guy last year. I mean, your two best wide receivers were not burners at all last year. And they still – No. I mean, they still had some games where they went they went off just fine. So. Yep. I, I'm going to I'm gonna really enjoy speed, especially if we're talking about speed over the top. I, I can't wait to see Jalen Hart, Jalen Hyatt catch a 60-yard bomb. It's going to be awesome. Just run right by a cornerback. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about like a backside post either. I love Marcus Callaway, but he wasn't going to run by anybody on just a – a vertical route. Jalen yep. Hyatt will run by somebody on a vertical route. Yep. Don't play man coverage. No. No. <laughs> and, and that's a, kind of the good thing about him being a freshman this year. He may get a lot of that man coverage. Uh, they may shade to Palmer more early in the season, especially. So if you get a guy with that kind of speed, he's probably going to get open more often than not early on in the season. Now, do you have a quarterback that can get the ball to him? That's that, that's kind of where I'm at with this tight end position. I don't know we're about to talk about this. Um, before we before we do that, Caden Salter, um, mm-hmm. kind of more team news, recruiting news, I guess. He is um, landed in Murfreesboro and competing at the Elite Eleven Finals. Oh, I didn't know he was in Murfreesboro today. Wow. Yeah, they're playing it. I think they're saying it's in Nashville, but they're right. playing at Blackman, so that's okay. Murfreesboro. Every, if you live in Murfreesboro, you're from <laughs> Nashville, right? <laughs> right, hundred percent. You uh, claim Nashville. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's something else I was going to ask you. I think it was with the Caden Salter thing. Who's the, who the last? So, did Harrison Bailey do the lead 11? He did, yeah. I figured. Before that, Josh Dobbs, I assume, was the last one? Or did JG do it? I think JG was. Was he the one that, that was injured and didn't compete, but he was eligible yeah, for it? Was that I, him? I think that's that's what it was. Okay. All right. I couldn't remember. And I think there was one kid that declined his invitation due to COVID. Okay. And then there was another one who has like a heart issue. Mm. Oh, that's the NC State guy, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, he didn't accept his either. Now, he may not be playing college football, right? Yeah, that's <clears> – <throat> so I think he was once committed to Alabama. Mm. No, maybe that's not right. Um, but Tennessee looked at him, and then there was – the heart issue came up, and they're like, oh. Gotcha. So – Gotcha. Oh, well, we'll see. Hopefully the best for that kid. That sucks. Yeah, it does. That's tough. Um, I mean, at least NC State took a chance. So yeah. if 
you're able to get a four-star quarterback and, you know, people are just scared to take him, that's – I guess that's a chance NC State's willing to take. I would, too, if I were them. Yeah, I mean, they they probably need that kind of help and, uh, you know, give the kid a chance. Hopefully, that, that's good the kid gets a chance to play college football if he wants to take it. So Right. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, – Trey Smith has, you know, has, has his own health issues that he's taking. You know, he and he – Hopefully, NC State has the – not they should. I don't really know much about NC State's football program, but the, the ability to really get him in with a doctor that can get him a football pl- – a plan to play football. So. You're right. Um, you ready to go to position preview? You got any other team news? That's all I got for team news. Let's, let's head on over to the tight ends. This is an interesting position because we've talked about it, how big of a role this could be on this team in this Jim Cheney offense, but there's just not a – solidified starter well I guess there's a solidified starter but if someone were to step up and play really well I don't think it would be difficult to take this from Austin Pope no I think you know he he was the most effective tied in last year and compared in uh just like all around offense blocking right. passing he was probably your most effective guy and he did most of his work in the blocking game he yeah. only had four catches for 21 yards he has seven receptions in his career and one was a fumble out of the back. <laughs> so. I'd forgotten about that. Um, also, the there's only two tight ends currently on the roster that have any catches for Tennessee. That have uh, catches for Tennessee. It's him and Jacob Warren. Jacob Warren, I think, has one. Princeton fan has two catches for 15 yards. Does he have two? Ca- I thought I just saw two carries. He did the so the the previous year he had that. This year he okay. had two catches for 15 yards. Okay, so that's good. Three. You have three guys, and and Princeton fans a big body too. I'm kind of, I mean, I don't know who that two, who that second tight end is right now. It's definitely wide open. Um, Princeton Font and uh, Jordan Allen have moved positions over to tight end, so I guess really just because you needed depth there. You talked about how Jim Cheney likes to run that two tight end set. I mean, all you had last year really was Austin Pope, and um, uh, I'm blanking right now. Good Lord. Uh, Dominic Wood Anderson. Dominic Wood Anderson, yeah, that's it. Yep. And uh, I mean, that's really like that's about all you had. Um, there weren't many guys because, like I said, Princeton Font moved over. Did he move over in 2018 or was it in the off season? So the off season. Okay. Yeah. So, so he he was there all year last year. Yeah, but you know, a brand new guy to the system. Then you had Jacob Warren, but I think he put on a lot of his weight this all you know 2019 into this off season. I don't think he was a big kid last year. No, he wasn't. I mean, look at him in high school. He was like what six seven. Yeah, maybe two fifteen. Maybe. Maybe I liked him in high school. Every every time I saw him play, very athletic, great hands. But like you said, just not not a guy that would be in the trenches blocking. Um, where yeah. he when he where he was currently. Now I think he's listed at two forty five. So he's he's put on some weight. Six six. I'm sure he still has great hands. I'm sure he's still pretty athletic. I'd be curious to see if he gets any looks this year. Just I mean, that's that's kind of who I'm wondering about um just because you need somebody else to step up yeah and somebody's gotta have to gonna have to step up in the in the passing game you don't have juan jennings you don't have marquez calloway this is a perfect opportunity for one of these tight ends to step up and be a safety valve for a quarterback that has struggled in the past or is going to be a true freshman right that, that's a, like you said the safety valve is the biggest <clears throat> the biggest thing for I think this position, if you can find somebody that's got sure hands um, and isn't, you know, isn't afraid to get dirty, I guess. Um, I mean, dirty. You're, dirty. <laughs> you're going to have, I mean, but yeah, they're going to have to take hits. They're going to have to um, be able to chip guys and then go make a, make a play after that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. 
it's just you need help so badly in the passing game right now. There, unfortunately, there's just nobody that stands out. That's why I think I, I liked Austin Pope. I thought he did a really good job blocking last year, but he wasn't a threat yep. in the passing game. That's why I say if there's someone that steps up and can be a, a good target and block adequately, I mean, just decent, you can probably potentially find yourself a starter or at least right next to Austin Pope in a two-tight set. Uh, so, I don't know. And then does D. Beckwith switch over? Yeah, that's that's a thing to be determined, too. I mean, you we were talking about Jimmy Callaway and his opportunity to see the field early. I'm sure he's thinking the same thing at wide receiver. Um, and if he's able to run a 4-4, I mean, good Lord. Yeah, but he's only listed at 215 right now. So, <clears throat> does that switch happen this year? Is that something farther down the road? They try to put weight on him when they get a full offseason with him? Yeah, I think it's just the way – I think he wants to be a wide receiver. Um, mm-hmm. So, they're going to give him the opportunity to do that. And then – if it doesn't work out, you can always switch over. I'm I'm more interested to see because you weren't able to get your your two big time prospects last year with right. Eric Gilbert and Darnell Washington. They chose um, LSU and Georgia. Um, but next year, the 2021 class, you have help on the way. You have Hudson mm-hmm. Wolf, who is listed as the number one tight end in the country per rivals, um, and you have a number of athletes like Trinity Bell, uh, Julian Nixon. Um, Rock Taylor, who who could fit that mold as well. So I, I think you have some help on the way. I don't think this position is exactly where Pruitt wanted it to be. Right. I mean, I, I think it's it's getting there blocking. Um, now, you don't really have anybody that's produced anything in the passing game. Right. I mean, I, I think we, we uh, talked – I don't know when we were talking about Eli Wolf. Yeah. Um, and – I think it was when we got Hudson Wolf and Prue was like, what position do you play? He was like, I play tight end. He was like, can you block a defensive end? And he was like, I don't know, but I can run a 4-4. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. I mean, that's that's exciting, but it's not what you need in a tight end. I mean, you need right. a guy. How often are you going out for – how often are you going to need to use that 4-4 speed versus how often are you going to need to be able to block a defensive end? Mm-hmm. So, Or even an outside yeah. backer. I'm, I just like with Princeton fan with him being a wide receiver in the past, and you know I, I would like to think he would be the the best option to be the the passing threat that Tennessee needs. But it could be Jacob Warren. It could be the the two redshirt freshmen that didn't really do anything last year, and that's Sean Brown and Jackson Lowe, who were I think both four stars or right around that three. Yeah, I think they were star. I range. think they were three stars. I think Jackson Lowe is. For a three-star, pretty highly rated. I think he was pretty close to four-star. I don't know about mm-hmm. Sean Brown. Yeah, I think they're right around there. But you have Jim Chaney, who Jim Chaney, who's a great um, tight end developer, and you have um, the new energetic coach and Osavet. Yeah. So I, I feel like this group could be good, um, it, and I think they're going to be good in blocking. Um, but can somebody step up and be effective in the passing game is the only question I have. Yeah, I'm pretty. I like what you said about the. I think think they're going to block well. I think they're going to help in the rushing game plenty. I don't, I don't especially Austin yep. Pope. I don't have many questions about that. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you talked about how can someone be that safety valve? That's what we really. I think that's what this team's lacking, and um, especially when we talk about helping a quarterback who just he has experience, but he hasn't. He doesn't have a ton of great experience. Um, you know, his on the job training hasn't gone <laughs> incredibly well. Uh, so can you have somebody that helps him out and, and be that safety, you know, safety valve? Can, can they be there 
um, in a check down, which you got to get through your check downs too. Uh, that's the thing. That's the thing about that. But I think that flips the script for this offense a lot. I think it helps uh, take some um, take some pressure off of the the rushing game, and then helps them t- take some pressure off the quarterbacks in terms of making those great throws all the time. We're not taking sacks if our first and second option don't get open. Um, if you if you have a good tight end there that can that can find space and, and then catch the ball, uh, and then if you get extra yards, that's gravy. You know that that'd be nice, but we don't need it. Um, but right. we do we do need someone who can get out in space and catch the ball. I mean, even Dominic Wood Anderson, he dropped too many passes last year. I don't know if he dropped more than like three. But as a tight end, if you drop three passes in a season, and you're not a great tight end, I mean that's like half. That, that's a fourth of your chances. So yeah, I think last year he had 21 catches for 268 yards. Um, he had how many catches? 21. Okay, so which I, I was surprised at that. Yeah, I was about to say I, I can't believe we targeted, <laughs> targeted him that much. I'm I'm almost willing to say he maybe had more drops than that than three. Um, but yeah, again that uh, three out of 21 though. I mean that's <laughs> that's a yeah. good chunk of your of your uh, targets, and it probably affects your targets if you're dropping three. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to see I want to see a tight end step up. I understand D Beckwith wants to play wide receiver, but if that position gets stack, stacked up, especially when you talk about Jimmy Holiday flipping over too. Um, I mean, you've got that's another person you add to that room. I'd love to see him put on some size and be a dangerous threat. And then you bring in Hudson Wolf next year. I mean, that could be a really, really dangerous tight end group. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we're gonna run a lot of two tight end sets, so you know somebody's gonna have to step up. That's mm-hmm. that's the fact of the matter. You're, you're gonna have to see some. Is it Jacob Warren? Is it Princeton Fant? Is it the guys Jack, Jackson Lowe or Sean Brown? Is it Jordan Allen? Because what's weird about Jordan Allen is he switched over to tight end, a room that you know had has some depth, mm-hmm. um, and he leaves the outside linebacker position who basically had no depth. Right. So I I thought that was kind of weird, and that makes me think that he thinks he has a chance of starting. Yeah. Um, and I know he did play tight end and I think high school and, and maybe some in, in college. So I don't know. That's, that's the interesting kind of wild card there. I don't know how he wants to see the field. I understand that. Um, but I thought it would be this year, like with no depth at outside linebacker, I would think he would, he would be there, but he switched over. So maybe he sees the, sees the field at tight end. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I hope we find somebody there. I hope we find uh, you know, I hope Austin Pope comes along, uh, especially in the in the passing game. That would be nice. Yeah, because he, he was a big wide receiver at CAK. Mm-hmm. Um Which, and ha- I think he has good hands. It just I don't know. Maybe he I, can't find space. Maybe he can't I don't know. There's not a Travis Kelsey, there's not a Rob Gron- Gronkowski, <laughs> no. but there's there should be, you know, Jason Witten has made millions and millions of dollars. Is it gonna be a Hall of Famer just being a safety valve? Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. He, he, he's not. I mean, he get he does get open most of the time, but a lot of times he's just finding space. He's just yeah. sitting in a hole. So. Right. He's a big old body. We need. I'll take a big old body too. I don't need four. Yeah, four I'm I'm excited for Hudson Wolf to get on campus. Yeah, but I mean his speed's pretty good too, isn't it? No, yeah. his is not. His is his isn't great. I don't know who I was thinking of. His speed could use he, some work. Yeah, he gets open. He does get you, open. you can you can get faster. You can't. Yeah. Like, I, I feel well, like it's a lot harder to get bigger. You can't. You can. You can get like a healthy quicker. big. You can get quicker. I don't know about faster. Right. You can get quicker, right. That's though. true. Yeah. Um. But that's all you really need in a tight end. Just get those uh quick twitched, quick twitch muscles going. That's all we need. 
thought you were lagging for a second. <laughs> I was faking a scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have anything else for the tight ends other than I just really hope this is a great position this year. I, I don't know if you really have the talent to make a huge impact there. Um, it's just uh, it's pretty – it's not your strongest grouping, uh, especially mm-hmm. on offense. But uh, there, I think there are some guys there that could at least be impactful. How impactful? I don't think a lot, but maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think it's it's up to them. It's up to them to get with JG and work on timing or JG or whoever is under center for right. Tennessee. Um, work on timing and, and just build that bond and, and build that trust. Trust right. that they're going to be open. Trust that they're going to catch the ball. Trust that they're going to um, block and, and everything like that. I, I feel like that's it, – it's kind of on them. I think it's a perfect opportunity for them to be utilized, so they got to take advantage of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You ready to go to the defense? Talk some – All decade, all baby. All decade team. This is fun. This is a hard – I'll be honest, this is kind of a hard one because uh, – Yeah, this was hard. I don't, I don't know if you've watched Tennessee football in the last decade, but the, uh, the there was defense – bo- There was a book named after it. Yeah, the defense was not the uh, – not the – it was probably the definition of dysfunction for most of the decade. There were some, there were some highlight moments. But, I mean, even when you talk about uh, – you know, the one year in, in 2016 when you probably should have been better, your defense should have been better, coach didn't trust your defensive coordinator, and that, that kills you. So That kills you. Uh, but all-decade defense, where do you want to start? Start in the secondary or we start in the defensive line? Yeah, we can start secondary. It's fine with me. Oh, secondary. Start okay. with, this is kind of difficult, by the way, for me. I don't know it it was difficult. So you want to start with – are we doing two corners and two safeties? That's what I did. Okay. Okay, perfect. Uh, I'll start with my corners. I did These were kind of easy. I'll say that. These were uh, two guys kind of stood out among the rest. Um, and this was, uh, well, see, here's my issue. Ah, this is where I issue. Are we going to do like a nickel star position? I feel like we should. I, I, di- I, I didn't do that, but we can. In, ded- in dedication of Rashawn Galton, because I don't know where you stick him. I guess it's safety. If Yeah, that, that's nickel. where I had him. Okay, all right. Um, but I did Cam Sutton and Justin Coleman uh, uh, as my two corners. The, those are mine as well. I think that's – they're, they stand easy. Out. We haven't had a ton of great corners. Bryce um, Thompson. We talked about this with uh, Brandon Kennedy at the center. Bryce Thompson could almost put his name in the hat yeah. for all decade corners. And he's played two seasons. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, but yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> Bryce Thompson definitely got close. But I mean, even Cam Sutton was head and shoulders. Like you knew you were going to put his name down when you immediately thought right. of it. And then yeah. Justin Coleman was a, I don't know if he was necessarily an easy choice, but he did stand out among the rest. Yeah, and he's making a ton of money being in the highest-paid nickel quarterback yeah, in the NFL. He didn't play much nickel at Tennessee, did he? We didn't no, use, we, we didn't, we use didn't nickel that much. Though. Yeah, we didn't run a lot of nickel. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. I mean, good for him. Good for finding a role. Right. No. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I was, mean, if he had if I think, I, two go pretty good seasons at Tennessee, but I was pretty surprised to see some of the contracts he's gotten. Um, Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> so. I mean, Emmanuel Mosley is another one that Emmanuel Mosley was absolutely shocking. Yeah, I would have lost the house on that one after I bet <laughs> when you were like Emmanuel Mosley starting corner <laughs> in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, I would have <laughs> lost a lot of money on that bet. Yeah, 100%. and I would have bet a lot of money because I'm going. I watched him play college football. Yeah, not a no chance. Way. Good for him because he was like when he got on campus, he was like 100 pounds soaking wet. And did he get much? Like, did he put on much weight? His four Dude, years. He had like when he was when he left, he had to weigh like maybe one thirty. Yeah, good maybe. for him though. I mean, great for him. Yeah, great I think he's him. on the smaller side still, but hey, yeah. whatever but you're he, doing, keep doing it. He's making it work. He's yep. making it work. Um, yeah, and then can't. I mean, everybody knows about Cam Sutton. 
Everybody knows about him. Cam Cam. Um, you got a uh, who are your safeties? Because I guess I since I didn't do Rashawn Golden because I was kind of like corner nickel. I don't know where I put him. And my safeties. I know this one. I'll do my first one real quick. I, I, this may be a hot take, but I got to go Todd Kelly Jr. Oh, okay. I, I didn't put Todd Kelly Jr. Um, I, I thought about that. He'd probably be – if we did a nickel, he'd probably be it. Um, but I went Rashawn Galden over him, and then mm-hmm. I went Brian Randolph. Okay, so our Brian Randolph matches up. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Rashawn Galden would be in there if we if we do a, if we we do didn't do a nickel. If we do a nickel, I'm probably putting in uh, – and here's why I go Todd Kelly Jr. Probably going Rashawn Galden over Brian Randolph. Here's why I go Todd Kelly Jr. Dude was a ball hawk. I, and he got, you know, some injuries that kept him out of his senior season, and then he, I think he tried to redshirt and, and couldn't play. Um, the injuries just kept him away. But he he found the ball so much. And I think his sophomore season, I think he was like our second or third leading tackler for Tennessee. And I, I don't know. The dude found the ball. And that's kind of important when you're a safety is finding the ball, whether you're making a tackle or making the play on the ball. And he did mm-hmm. that. I love, I love Todd Kelly Jr. I wish he could have stayed healthy. Uh, throughout his entire career, I think he could be making some money as a NFL safety. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, so I was looking. I went with Brian Randolph over Todd Kelly Jr. Mm-hmm. just because of the two seasons he didn't really get. He didn't really play right. very much. Didn't really have any production. And um, Brian Randolph, his last three seasons, I think two of those he was All SEC. He had over a three hundred tackles in his career at Tennessee. That's why I had to go with Brian Randolph. And then Rashawn Golden, he was just – I think Brian Randolph doesn't get enough credit because he was on a terrible defense. Oh, yeah. He definitely was a part of those <laughs> rough uh, – Right, and that's probably made, why he got so many tackles because that front seven yeah. didn't tackle anybody. I was, I was about to say about Todd Kelly, too. I think it's not great that your safety's, you know, your second or third leading tackler. That means they're getting past the uh, front seven. But mm. the safety's still got to make those tackles, so that, that's the good news. Yeah, um, yeah the uh, – Brian Randolph, I did not realize how good his stats were until I started doing the research. I mean, I knew how I mean, I knew how good he was. He he played in the NFL. Is he still in the NFL? I don't I don't think so. I don't know. He he was he's on our show before. I yeah. think he played in the CFL. Yeah, he um, played with the with the Rams for a couple seasons. I know. Right. And, and, and I think he played in the seasons. CFL and then I I don't think he's playing anymore. Okay. And um but yeah, he uh I did, I knew he was good. And like you said, it's kind of, it's probably easy to forget guys like that. Um, when they're on just not great defenses. Uh, but, yeah, he his stats spoke for themselves. Like he said, all SEC. Uh, two years, is that what he said? Yeah, I think it was two years. I think I, I looked that up. I can't believe you didn't have Justin Martin or Malik Foreman on your cornerbacks. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Um, let's go linebackers. Linebackers. Um, I'll say this one's easy, but I don't know if it was easy. Uh, the first two. I, I kind of went different. I kind of went different. Um, and you're going to find out what I did when we go to def- defensive line, but go ahead. Okay. So I went uh, my first two linebackers. I'll go two, you go two, and then I'll go two. Fair? We do, we, yeah. Did you do four linebackers? I did three. three. Okay, that's fine. My dog is getting into everything. I'm sorry. Um, AJ Johnson and Jalen Reese Maben were my first one, my first two. I thought they were easy, easy choices. Yep. Um, I, I also have AJ Johnson, Jalen Reese Maben. I also have Daniel Batuli as my third. So Daniel Batuli is my third, and, and that was a that was a kind of I had to decide between a couple people, um, but I did decide officially on Daniel Batuli. And I'll just go ahead and give you my fourth, and we don't have to count it. And this was the only reason I kind of got stuck on some people, and I was like, all right, if we were making a team on NCAA, and I had to pick, some, I picked Kurt Majit. I know his career was injury, you know, 
filled with injuries, and it was tough for him to even play a full season. Um, but, I mean, when he was on the field, he was a game changer, especially when he was next to A.J. Johnson. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, I, I went Kurt Majid, too, but I put him at defensive line because Fair. he kind of played a hybrid of defensive end, right. outside, li- outside linebacker. Um, so, I, I have him as defensive line because, dude. He's a freak. And, and defensive end, we have not had a ton of great ones. No, and uh, I know a lot of people would probably hate me for it. So I did. I did four defensive linemen too. And I, my other DN, I mean, we know the obvious one. My other DN, I know you'll like it. Corey Vereen. Corey Vereen, baby. And a lot of people I know are going Daryl Taylor. Come on, but his stats aren't far behind Daryl Taylor. Corey Vereen's aren't. And yeah. again, it kind of came down to that. I was like, if I want him on my team, so I guess like this is. I'm not just looking at stats. I did look at stats partially. I wanted to make sure they were pretty close. I think I think Daryl Taylor had like six more sacks than Corey Vereen, maybe. Um, but you know, maybe some of those sacks are because Derek Barnett got there faster, you know. <laughs> he played yeah. he played next to the greatest. Um, but I mean I if you watched him play, you remember how impactful he was. Um and he kind of helped Derek Barnett because teams weren't able to just double team and shade to Derek Barnett's side. You had another defensive end to account for. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I like that pick. Um I went I went Daniel Batuli linebacker and I, I know a lot of people put Kurt Majit, AJ Johnson, Jalen Reeves Maven, because they kind of played for each mm-hmm. other with each other for one year. But I went Daniel Batuli just because he he led the t- the team in tackles for three straight seasons. Yeah. And you saw his his impact he had on the defense when he wasn't playing those first couple games of the season. Right. And you saw the difference in the defense when he when he wasn't there. It was a totally different defense. I, I think we finished 29th in the country in total defense. And those last two games, we had to be close to last because it was no, awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't disagree with the Daniel Batuli pick. Obviously, I, I chose him. And you talked about how impactful he was. That was several of these guys. I was just trying to decide how – because a lot of the stats are very similar. And then a lot of the times, Tennessee wasn't very good when you talk about some of these guys. But you try to think about how impactful they were. And that – yeah, that's why I settled on Dan. That's why I settled on McCoy Vereen and then Daniel Batuli as well. Yep. So who are your other defensive linemen? I have Kermit Jitt as one. Um, my other one, I, I have Malik Jackson. I'll let you go too. I have Malik Jackson. I did two tackles. Did you do two tackles or just one? I have two tackles. Okay. See, so yeah, and like that's why this is kind of confusing too because it, you've seen the co- college football and football as a whole shift from a four-three defense to a uh, a three-four. Um, so that's why I gave us. I thought maybe I didn't text it to you or maybe I texted it wrong, but I did four defensive linemen and four linebackers because okay. for for a time, Tennessee had two tackles. For a time, they really – you know, they played with the hybrid there. It wasn't necessarily two big men lining up in the middle. Um, but I've got uh, Shaw Tuttle and Malik Jackson as my tackles. Okay. I have Daniel McCullers um, and Malik Jackson. I think we can all agree on the other one. Um, yeah. is Derek Barnett. Yeah, that was an easy choice. That was the first one I wrote down. Kind of cheated. Got off to a good start. It's like writing your name on a paper. <laughs> I think one of my first posts on Instagram was a picture of Daniel McCullers when we got to go um, stand on the sidelines. And he was going to do the – dude, he was massive. He takes up my whole screen on a picture. What, are his, what were his stats in college, though? Uh, I know they, he's, still, he's still in the league. Is he? Yeah, he's. St- wow. I think he's still with the the Steelers. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I honestly kind of forgot about him, which is incredible to forget about somebody that big. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, he's still a nose tackle for the Steelers. Dang, that's pretty incredible. 
I mean, how often is he playing on Sundays, though? Uh, probably not very much, but still. I mean, when you're that big, you're yeah. like, okay, he can at least play somewhere. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to try to find the stats. Yeah, that's that's insane. Also, while you're looking for that, I did pull up the Vols All-American. It looks like the last time we had two in one season was 1999. That's what okay. it looks like. Um, it was Cozy Coleman and um, – oh, who was the other one? I had it up here. Hmm. Well, I lost it. I had it up here a second ago. So he had in two seasons he had forty one tackles, um or, or seventy two total tackles, forty one solo tackles, ten tackles for loss, and one and a half sacks. Uh, sorry, it was <clears throat> it was Deion Grant, Cozy Coleman. Say those again. I'm sorry, I was looking for the so he had seventy two total tackles in his in two years, um, two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. Not bad for a nose tackle. Right, and uh, 10 tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, two pass deflections, a forced fumble, and two blocks, and a fumble recovery. Yeah, that's a uh, – I mean, most of the time at that position, you're just uh, trying to take up space. So that's pretty good if right. you can register that many tackles. Yeah. <laughs> I think if Shot Tuttle could have been in Jeremy Pruitt's system for another year, that's – I think him and, and Kyle Phillips make this list. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I uh, So, the reason I put shot title again is impactful. If he – and I'm kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, look at what he's done in the NFL. Um, it's kind of – when he was on the field, what did he do? So He made your list as soon as he stiff-armed uh, Matt Ryan? 100%. <laughs> do you see where Matt Ryan said he's the best uh, in the NFC? Is uh, that the South? South. Yeah, I did see that. And and my thing is, like, what do you want him to say? <laughs> yeah, you should be like, oh, you know what? Drew Brees is way better than me. Yeah, like. Yeah, you're right. I just thought it was funny. It was funny because he's definitely not. No. But. I, think that's a no <laughs> I, think, I think that's a no comment kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I'm just like, dude, why ask that question? Oh, well, I think it was part of my take that did it. I don't think it was a serious Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, don't, I thought it was like CBS. Or someone like someone else may have asked him, you know, because they're dumb. But I think part of my take asked him to try to like, yeah, get a funny response. Gotcha. That's where I saw it first, like a week ago. But then I okay. did see. Well, it. Just, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, you got to say that then. <laughs> if you're on part of my take, you got to say, it. yeah, it's me. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. But dude, you did get stiffed arm into the ground by yeah. a shot total. Why would you even try to tackle him? That's my question. My thing is, like, if you throw a pick, I don't care who it is. You better run through them. Yeah. Form tackle, like that cat we saw today. I disagree. I disagree. Um, I, I don't. Like, that. Like anytime I threw a pick in, like, high school, I had to tackle the guy. Yeah, but you're not. Even if all, it was a late hit, I'm tackling it. You're not an all-pro quarterback. No offense. <laughs> well, I know that. I know that. But still, like, that. that's how much, like, I like throwing a pick is, like, the worst. Like, it, it's your fault. Like it's no one else's fault but yours. I don't disagree, but it's it's more embarrassing when you throw a pick and then you get stiffed arm into the ground. Oh yeah, I agree. So you See, have to if you're going to attempt to make the tackle, you got to make the tackle. But it's you weren't going to do it with shots. Like again, if it's a DB, yeah, I'm going with you. Try to pat McAfee that dude. 
But if it's shot total, you just give up. Like, there, maybe try to lay into his legs. I don't know. Yeah, try that's what you got to you, you can't just, like, go head up with him. Yeah, yeah. You can't do what he did. You got to go low. That's fine. I thought you meant when you said run through him, like, you're trying to Pat McAfee the dude. That's what I thought. I mean, you're you're going, like, you're diving at legs. Yeah. Like, you're trying to break a leg. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're pulling that Georgia offensive lineman on him. Like, going yeah. for it all. Uh, yeah. The... Yeah, it's, there's certain quarterbacks, too. If you're an all-pro quarterback, you can get away with diving for the legs. If you're not, form tackle him. Or, well, I'll take it back. If it's shot total, no, you got to go for legs. But if it's a DB, yeah, you need to try to hit him as hard as you can. I don't disagree with I that. I do want to know why Why some kickers are better tacklers than quarterbacks. You would think like a – like, I mean, there's obviously some that are probably better than others. Um, like I feel like Russell Wilson could play somebody else. Here's the thing: kickers aren't good, ta- aren't good tacklers, but they they're so bad at tackling that they throw their body into them so hard because they don't know how to tackle that it just looks like a good hit. Okay, that makes sense. Now Pat McAfee is an exception, which it yeah. wasn't a good tackle. What about my man uh, Jerry well. Julius um, from Penn State? The the big oh dude. that dude probably knows how to tackle, but he played nose tackle in high school, so that doesn't count. <laughs> Is that his I name? I just want to know, like... Is that really his like name? Of, Jerry, Jerry Julius? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's right. That is such, like, a... Just a tubby name. <laughs> it is. A tubby name. We need, to think, we need to have a segment of just tubby names. Do you have to have, like, the your first uh, two letters have to match? Not necessarily. To be a tubby name? That is... Okay. <laughs> That is a big help, but you don't, not necessarily. If you're named Bubba, you're Tubby. Yeah, yeah. I, I shouldn't even <laughs> say a Tubby name, but a nose tackle name. Like Jerry no, Julius. I like Tubby. Tubby is way better than. I mean, they're synonymous. They're synonymous. <laughs> but what was, uh, golly. Oh, man. What was the, Mount Cody? What was his name? Terrence Cody. Ter- that's a Tubby name. <laughs> Terrence Cody hangs out at Jumbo Jumbo Buffet. I'm not shocked. I'm trying to think of some more just tubby names. Uh, Vince Wilfork has fork in his name. Tubby name. <laughs> tubby. <laughs> tubby. <laughs> tubby name. That's true. <laughs> Warren Sapp. That's a tubby name. Is Warren Sapp tubby, though? I feel like he was a. He I mean, was he was large. a monster, but he was tubby. Like, he didn't have a beer gut like some of these guys. Like, Vince Wolfork has never fit into a jersey in his entire life. Like, imagine that. <laughs> like, even those mesh youth jerseys, his his belly still hung out of those. The ones that were, like, go down to, like, your ankles almost? Yes, exactly. Those were so bad. Sebastian Janikowski, tubby name. <laughs> Seabass. <laughs> oh, that, you, you're talking name. about some good ones. I can't think of any. I, I'm struggling. I'll be honest. I need to. I wonder if I just Google fat football players, what it'll pull up. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm not judging any of these guys. They're making way more money than I ever will for being fat. So I could name some like people we went to high school with. Oh, that, yeah, no, don't, I'm not doing that, but I could. <laughs> I could do uh, it. And I could probably name some tubby names that they aren't tubby, but I'm trying. Let me, let me see if I can think of some. See, I don't know. Sometimes the name is just Shot Tuttle a tubby name? I wasn't going to say it because he's a Vol, but I think it is. <laughs> Shy... It's okay. You're good. Like he, <laughs> oh, Just because yeah. you have a tubby name doesn't mean you have to be like a 
like Jerry Julius was a great kicker slash <laughs> knock somebody out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, sh- the name's Shaw. It's got to be, right? Maybe that's why Matt Ryan tried to tackle him. He thought he was just a, a tubby name guy. Yeah, but he was more than that. A lot of muscle in that. A lot yeah, of muscle you, you, gotta, you made the wrong decision, Matthew. Um, golly, what was it? Oh, man. Kentucky dude. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> a hefty name. lefty. That's a tubby name. Uh, Jared Lorenzo. <laughs> Lorenzo. Yeah, that's a, it was. That's a, that's a tubby name. It is. I'm sorry. I, I just googled it. I'm gonna see if there's any more on here. Uh, do you want tri- do you want trivia so I don't look like an yeah A-O? yeah let's, okay. let's, yeah let's get some trivia going. All right, I've only got one, um, okay. and I did miss I, I misspoke last episode. Marquez Callaway didn't have more uh, receiving yards than Juwan Jennings. He had more all-purpose yards than Juwan Jennings, mm. um, which I also don't think is correct because I don't think it was accounting for Juwan Jennings' passing yards, which doesn't make sense because it's all-purpose. So I don't know. So that could but be most incorrect. of those are to Mark West Calloway, so they probably <laughs> so cancel out. Not <laughs> um, but yeah, Calloway had two thousand two hundred seventy nine, and Juwan had two thousand two hundred forty six. So, wow, if it comes up, um, all purpose yards. Uh, okay, so here's your trivia question for the day. All right, Juwan Jennings is uh, finished his his career with two thousand one hundred and fifty three receiving yards. He ranks fourth all time in receiving yards in Tennessee history. Can you just name two of the three receivers in front of him? This actually isn't too difficult. Carl Pickens? Ooh, no. Damn. You, yeah. Uh Peerless Price? Price is one of them. Um hmm. Are we talking like old old? No. They're uh ones in the nineties. I think they're both in the nineties. One's like early nineties. One's um, mid to late nineties. Gosh. Who else am I missing? You're gonna hate yourself when you hear at least one of the names. The other one's probably a little a little surprising. I know like I, I can see this guy's face and I cannot think of what his name is. Is uh, is Robert Meacham on there? Meacham is. Meacham is fifth, one spot okay. behind Jawan Jennings. Hmm. Joey Kent. Joey Kent is number one, and Marcus okay. Nash is number two. Marcus Nash. Okay. Yeah, late nineties. Couldn't remember. So Marcus was. Nash. So, uh, or uh, sorry. Joey Kent. Marcus Joey Nash. Kent, Marcus Nash. Peerless Price. Juwan Jennings, Robert Meacham. I don't know who's sixth. Dang. So, I know Carl Pickens played some defense, too, so that might. Yeah, Carl Carl Pickens, I think, was one of the leaders in receiving yards in a season, though. I think he was. Okay. I guess he, yeah, I guess he didn't play in his whole career. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, there you go. That's that's all I got for trivia today, though. How um, many no yards basketball. did Joey Kent have? Joey Kent had 2,814 in his career. Dang. He did have Peyton Manning thrown to him. That's true. Yeah. He did have Peyton Manning. So, uh, when you consider that, it, it does kind of look better on uh, guys like Juwan Jennings, who 
they did have Dobbs, but also had. I mean, Dobbs took a lot of heat for not being able to make some throws. But Dobbs is. I mean, we last trivia trivia from last week was uh, he was uh the top. He was one of the. He passed for some of the most yards in a season. I think he was third, maybe. Oh really? I, yeah, I can't remember. I didn't write down the order. He might have been a second. A lot of people hated me because I put Tyler Bray instead of Dobbs. A lot of people agreed with you though, which I was surprised. Yeah, some by. people did. Some I people did agree get, with me. I thought you'd um, get more hate. Yeah, some people and I think they liked the gunslinger. Yeah, I that that's kind of who I went with. And when you know there was some game, you you did do a great job of identifying him as a winner. Um, but there were some games when, you know, he didn't win it. No, I mean, I don't think – I don't disagree with the Bray pick. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I don't think Bray was – Oh, he definitely wasn't more of a winner than Dobbs. Definitely not. No, and it, it did help the team Dobbs is on, but Dobbs also made a lot of key throws and key runs to win games. Oh, yeah, he was, he was a playmate. Like, he – he was a better playmaker. Not necessarily a better quarterback, but he was a better playmaker. Well, he was just probably more uh, – I mean, he's probably more clutch, I guess. He he had the clutch gene. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Bray was – here's the thing. You kind of knew what you were going to get out of Bray. And yeah, and, and Dobbs Bray, could kind of do it all. Right. Well, with Bray, it was just like, we're going to put up 50 points, and if they put up – 60 we're gonna lose like that's kind of how the game was gonna go before right yeah um, it definitely gonna, the defense bray had defenses bray had did not help his case in being the winner and i i recognize that um but he was also not when he was put in tough situations it's not like he responded either whereas mm-hmm. Dobbs had some defenses that didn't necessarily help him entirely especially and yeah. offensive lines that didn't help him uh especially when you look at those first couple seasons and then Butch Jones, he should have started all of 2014 for sure. Probably all of 2013 as well. He finished out both seasons. And I'm sure Butch Jones wanted to redshirt him because he knew help was going to you know, be coming sooner or later rather than sooner. But when you have a guy like Josh Dobbs, a winner, you just play him. It's that simple. Yep, that's true. So he did get kind of screwed It would have been nice to have him in 2017, though. But Would have been. But then you probably – but Jones is probably still not still here, but he's probably he probably lasts that whole season if Josh Dobbs is <laughs> right. back. Yeah, Josh Dobbs. I mean, Bush Jones owes a lot of his salary to Josh Dobbs. Oh, hundred percent. And my question is too. You, you mentioned, and I've always said, if he does redshirt in twenty thirteen for the entirety, is he able? Here's my question: Does he return? Is it a Grant Williams situation? He came to get his degree. Now he's going to try and go play because he probably already or he would have had his degree already. So is he ready to yeah, go? Yeah, and that that's a good question to ask he probably does leave yeah it's possible um but uh, i think there's more school ahead of him anyway it's not just the the four-year degree and gone yeah i mean that's and it's probably not at tennessee it's probably i think he's doing other stuff elsewhere but don't hold me to this maybe he can come on the show and talk about it i thought he got his like grant i think grant did too in four years got his master's degree i thought okay i mean he if he probably did (laughs) all right I mean, I don't know how we wouldn't know that. They posted his freaking GPA and his entire Class academic schedule. career yeah, on <laughs> yeah. every freaking game on ESPN. Um, did you know he was a rocket scientist? <laughs> I heard that once or twice, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it, like you said, it would have been nice to have Josh Dobbs around again, but 
And, and that's, so, that's the thing about Bray, though. If you have Bray around in 2013, that team is probably a lot better, too. Because he, he oh, left yeah. early. Yeah. And, I mean, Marquez North was a freshman in 2013. How crazy is that? That team was bad. Just as a bad. whole. So. Bad. I saw a tweet. Speaking of that team, um, Pig Howard said in, I think he said in a couple years, that he'll be the best cornerback in the NFL or one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Corner. That's what he said. I don't know. Interesting. He needs to be playing like nickel. He doesn't need to be on the outside. Yeah. How tall is he? 5'8", maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, do you want to do specialists next week? I yeah, we can do specialists, or I could probably even rattle them off right now if you want to, because I think – See punt returner, kick returner, punter, kicker. Well, let's let's do it next week. It, yeah, it'll or, or next it, it'll give us something to yeah to discuss for sure. I I gotta imagine ours are gonna pretty much. I think everybody's are gonna line up. I'm, yeah, probably so. I'm trying to think. Off the Did top you of my see head. um the staff wish Dylan Brooks happy birthday today? I did. Yeah, dude, Jim Cheney cracks me <laughs> up, dude. He's a grand. Is he is he a grandparent yet? Because he acts like one. He's got a – does he have a chubby name? Tubby name. Cheney? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That screams yeah. 3XL. Are you kidding 4XL. Are you kidding me? Oh, my god. What do you think he actually wears? Especially in Nike. Like, what do you think he wears? Because Nike – It's got to be four. I think it's got to be five. I think that was sl- five? I mean, no, I think he has to get things specially made. Oh, my God. Think about how like like tight Nike stuff is, especially they're like. That's my gear. thing. Like, how did Daniel McCullough? Like, I know they had to like make everything for him, but like, it's I don't know where did you even get that kind of fabric? From? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Like, you basically have to get a freaking Volkswagen tarp. What size shoe did Daniel McCullough wear? Do you know? You got that info on you? I do not have that info. I wonder what it was. You think it was bigger than Jarnell Stokes? Didn't he wear a 20? I think a 20. Maybe 22. 22 kind of sounds right. 22 is what Shaq wore. Shaq, I'm okay. sure. Gotcha. And I think he was like two under that. So, yeah. Okay. 20. Sounds right. Um, how huge. What, how tall was Danny McCullers? He wasn't seven, was he? He's like 6'11, right? 6'8. Six, 6'8? Eight. Six, eight? Okay. He think. That's, see, that's insane to think like he's that. He's on, I mean, only that tall, I'll say that. But like, that's how tall what is Grant Williams coming at 6'7. Yeah, he was six eight. Yeah, so I mean that's just wild to think of. Because I mean, I obviously he's a big human being. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you talk about some of the dudes on a basketball court that are big human beings. Yeah, I mean he was six eight, tall and six eight wide too. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean <laughs> the sheer mass of him made up for or made yeah. him seem so big. He took I mean, out the whole side of the line. Yeah, most because like yeah, those basketball players. You're right. They're uh, they're typically a little bit slimmer than mm-hmm. Daniel McCullers. So I kind I can't believe I forgot about him. Cannot believe that we had him and Tiny Richardson on the same team. Tiny's a chubby name. <laughs> Tiny, oh yeah. Nobody calls <laughs> an actual. The the short guys are always like you know, Big Tom, like Big. Big yeah. in front of their name, and all the big guys are tiny or little. 
Except for rappers. Well, they're little, <laughs> little, little, not little. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting back into that. All right, basketball. I hate you for this, by the way, but basketball. Let's do it. Basketball. Let's get it. Flip back over here. Um, Predicting the starting five for next year's team, dude. I like. I don't know. And so, so I kind, I kind of have to. I feel like you'll, you'll kind of have the same thing too, but. Whether or not Eves Ponds comes back, that's that's one I guess we kind of have to to make up for. I don't really have two lineups, but yeah, I just kind of flipped him with somebody. Yeah, so. yeah, that's kind of what I did too. Okay, um, I I'll start. I guess I feel like see, I feel like this is wrong, but part of me in my heart tells me it's right. I think Viscovi's got to start at point guard. He's gonna have the most experience. He looked better than uh, he looked better bringing the ball up the court than Josiah last year. Mm-hmm. I got to imagine his his speed's going to get better. He doesn't kill you defensively. I've got to think it's Vescovi. I got a hot take. I mean, I I'm not going to disagree. That's the thing cuz I just don't know. Well, I, I have a hot take and this is like this oh, is a hot take. I know. I think okay. 3 of our starting guards next year did not play last year. Did Oh, you think okay, I was thought thought maybe you're going with the ticket for a second. Thought maybe you're buying the into the ticket hype or something. No, I, I want to, but no, I haven't. I haven't bought any yet. I'm going to need a little bit more meat on the bones. Um, he's I, thought, gonna, I thought you were going to ride the defensive prowess. That was what I thought. No, I'm going full offense. I'm going Victor Bailey Jr. at point guard. I'm going the other two guards, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer. Man, I don't disagree with Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer at all. I've got them written down, and then I've got the possibility of Josiah sneaking in over uh, over Jaden Springer possibility i don't okay. think i like that but he, again you add in that experience i gotta imagine he's had more time on campus i gotta imagine he potentially gets that nod and i feel like rick barnes is hesitant to start freshmen so i just that's but i i know we've talked about how these freshmen are different than most freshmen um, right yeah I, I, I definitely think keon johnson's starter i think you could pencil i think he's in there i, I do that's the mm-hmm. one that's the two i've got two guys on here that i'm confident will start john fulgerson and keon johnson Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going with Victor Bailey Jr. Everything I've heard. That's wild. I mean. Everything I've heard says that that that's that's the key next year. And I don't feel great about it because I feel like Viscovi <laughs> was, besides John Ferguson, he was our best player. And he just did so much for the offense. And yeah. And, 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 and maybe creative. it was just because we didn't have anything else. Um, but this, it, this is just what I, I think. Yeah. I actually watched an Oregon basketball game today. Um <laughs> Did you watch uh, a home uh, game? Maybe. Yeah. Did you get a headache on. from the court? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Dude, I can't. I've tried. Like, I've seen Oregon on TV and I've turned it off. It's terrible. And the kid can shoot. He can get to the rim. He's super athletic, and he just reminds me of Jordan <laughs> Bone. And he See, only averaged seven points. I don't know what the deal was at Oregon, um, but I think with him having two full off seasons with Rick Barnes playing that point guard position is only going to help him. Do you know how many minutes he had at Oregon? I think it was around 19. Gotcha. His, his, his sophomore season. See, I'd love to have another point guard like Jordan Bone, but I love the creativity of Viscovi. And he's not afraid to get to the rim. Now, the knock I'll have is he's a lot like most white guys. When they're going to the rim, they're looking to pass. He He's not and, typically aggressive. And he's, he's, he's a little slower. Like, he's not mm-hmm. as, like – athletically gifted as you know 
yeah, the Kentucky guards every year. I'm hoping he gets a little bit quicker in the offseason. But, yes, he's not he's not just this raw athlete. You're right. Yep. You're right. Um, I don't know. I, I don't feel great about it because I, I love what Vescovi brought to the team. And if mm-hmm. if it's not – if I, what I'm hearing is just the same that I heard with Jalen Johnson, then right. – um, But that's what's – that's what I'm going with. Victor Bailey Jr. at point guard Viscovi. I think he's the first one off the bench. Um, and hopefully Triple J is in a, another one that's able to come off the bench. And I'm sure some of those guys will start some games. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's not the the first game. Maybe it's not this lineup. Right. But I think when we get to SEC play, that's that's when you'll find out who exactly the, the lineup's going to be. I agree. Um, okay, so you talked about how uh, you – Eve's Ponds. Let's talk about this real quick. Well, let's talk about Eve's Ponds possibility going to the NBA after this. Let's let's hit this. Okay. I've got this may be a hot take, but I just think we need the way he plays, his style so bad, especially in the starting lineup. I've got EJ Anasicki starting next to Flash. I do too. I do too. I don't think you can – I don't think Plovsic gave you really anything, especially the expectations that we thought we were getting with him were not met whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you just need kind of that bull in the ring, and I think with what you had in Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams, just having a guy that can fight for rebounds, a guy that's just going to wreak havoc in the paint is, is something that we need. And I think EJ Anasicki is the perfect guy for that. If East Ponds is not back at Tennessee, right? And, and there's a possibility. Which I think the longer this goes on, I think the I think it's got to be he's going. Yeah, and. And the draft's going to look a little bit different, too. So, I think he's got longer to decide. So, that that is one yep. part of it. Um, but I, I just think, first off, I, I'll start with the EJ. I think, like you said, we need that mentality of going and getting rebounds. But he's also going to be more of a rim protector than Urosh. And then, who? I mean, then you have Kumwa. I just don't – I didn't see enough last year from him to think he could be a starter on this lineup. Even if EJ Anasicki wasn't here, I think you go with uh, – uh, more look of a, a small ball lineup with Fulgerson at the five. If yeah, EJ especially if you're here. able to, you know, Bree Barnes is going to focus on defense. That defense is going to be yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And if you have guys that can put the ball in the net, I mean, that's so you don't need a seven footer. No, no, you don't. No, we needed a seven footer last year because we didn't have guys that could put it in the net. No, and and EJ Anasiki is going to play. He's going to move guys around on the paint, so it kind of makes up for that lack of height. Um, but with the, I mean, he can block shots. Fulgerson can block shots. I mean, you have the ability to to protect the rim at least a little bit. I mean, maybe maybe not as much as if you as Eve's pawns, but you have the ability to block. Now, Kumwa showed flashes uh, of good stuff, but not enough. And I hope he comes along, yeah. and I hope he's able to give us some quality minutes. Um, but I'm just, he can't start. Yeah, he was very timid, and, and he got it looked like he got worse. As the season went on, it was like he was scared to make a mistake, and when he yeah. did, he just bolted. See, I don't think it was worse. I think he just – I think his uh, – I think he started to see – I think all he had were highs and lows. I don't think he really found the middle. So he was yeah. either where he was at the beginning of the season or he found that groove and played well for a few minutes and then back down to where he was. So I think it was a lot of progression, regression, just highs and lows throughout the season. I don't think he really found middle ground. And that killed him. That took away his minutes. Um, and I hope he improves. I think – he showed flashes of young of a young Grant Williams. Now Grant Williams didn't have flashes. He kind of just did it all the time. Right. But he showed flashes. I'd like to I'd like to see him get some more minutes maybe early on. 
Because I think he could help the team a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, and maybe he is a starter. Maybe he does make the jump in his sophomore season. Um, maybe Urosh does too. I, I don't know. I I, I don't really – I see Kumwa making a jump more than I see Urosh making a jump. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I would agree yeah. with that. Uh, okay, so let's go to Eves real quick. Unless you have anything about the starting lineup. I'll talk about that. Uh, so Eves Pons is, uh, you know, right now going to the NBA draft. I just don't see him going and trying out for an NBA team and them not wanting him. I don't see it happening. He's a freak athlete. Yeah, and he's an international player, so I feel like if he gets – if he does, if it doesn't happen in the NBA, then I feel like he's okay with going overseas and playing. Like, I don't, I don't think – if you're from America and you – your whole goal is to make it to the NBA, but he isn't like, he isn't really from here. He's from France and he's played international ball before. So I don't feel like he's going to look at it as I didn't make it in the NBA. I have to go over here. I think he's going to be like, Oh, I can go overseas and and play. I don't. So I think that's part of it. I did hear he's married. So I don't know if that has anything to do with that financially as well. Maybe the good news is too, I think, if you're looking at it, if you want him to come back to Tennessee, uh, mm-hmm. this team gets better. So I gotta imagine that might make you want to stay, because yep. um, you are gonna get help. Because that's the thing, especially when you found out Jordan Bowden wasn't gonna be the guy, you kind of need to use Pons to be the guy. But neither of them had the ability to be the guy. Um, mm-hmm. Well, at least offensively, I should say. So does the encouragement of getting some more help, getting some guys who are gonna be looked at as the guy, maybe encourage you to stay? Possibly. If he stays, I'm willing to put us in the top three in the SEC. I'll, I mean, that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, if he doesn't, I think it changes a lot. I'm not saying you drop to like the bottom tier or anything, but I don't think you're probably, you're probably not competing for an SEC title. Yeah. I think if you are, you're going to have to rely on the, the two freshmen to mm-hmm. really probably be your, your best players. Um, and you're going to rely on EJ and Asiki to, give you that defensively that Eve's Pons gave you. Yeah, or at least – I mean, he's not going to give you exactly, but a semblance of it. Or close, yeah, yeah. close to it. Mm-hmm. A semblance of it. Yeah, I'd love to get Eve's back, but I just don't see it happening. I really thought Grant Williams would return. I just had – it just felt like he – Yeah, it seems like the, the, the leaving I really has just become the norm now. So I, I just don't look for – for if it's to go either way, I look forward to them going more than I would them coming back. Well, and I thought uh, Grant Williams might stay because he's a first round draft pick this year, or like oh, an yeah. early first round draft pick. Sorry, because he was first round last year. What like twentieth pick? Yeah, something like that. But I think he might be earlier than that. And who knows? I mean, you're a first round. You can't complain. Like you can't complain. And you became a role player on a quality team. Um, right. So. I, mean, I think Jordan Bone was the one I was just like, oh. He should have stayed. I agree. He should have stayed. Um, yep. In terms of looking at where he would probably get drafted this year. But yep. might help Tennessee in the long run because you probably don't get Vescovi if you have Jordan Bone on the last on the team last year. So, you may. I don't know. Yeah, you might. I, I don't I don't know. I, with Vescovi, can he play off the ball? That's – is if he can, you know, he's probably more than, he's probably more likely to get a starting job. Yeah. But true. if he can just be the, the point guard, I just don't I don't see it. 
He, in I my mean, opinion. Yeah, he definitely doesn't play great off the ball, but he did have a couple big uh, – it wasn't a lot, but he had a couple catch-and-shoot moments. So that was yeah. good. That was good. Um, so I, I looked it up real quick. Josh Dobbs has he has the most or he has the second most career total yards, but he's pretty low in passing. Hmm. Maybe like fourth or fifth in passing in career yards, but he's second overall in just total yards. Total yards. Mm-hmm. Peyton number has, one. Yeah, he he has Peyton has negative one hundred and eighty one yards rushing. <laughs> Julie said hi, guys. Hey, Julie. Hello, Julie. Is that our Julie or another Julie? Oh, Julie Bivens. It yeah, is sorry. our Julie. That's our it Julie. It is our Julie. <laughs> our Julie. <laughs> Love you, Julie. Um, trying to find the passing per season stats. I haven't found them yet. Uh, I would love to get these pawns back, though. I'd love to. We'll see. Oh, 100%. I would have loved to get Grant Williams and Jordan Bone back, though. I mean, that didn't happen. So, Can they come back now? Yep. <laughs> it's COVID rules. COVID rules, yeah. Imagine Grant Williams now shooting the outside ball more. <laughs> Been fun. I'd love it. Is Folky going to shoot the outside ball more this year? I hope. I mean, Dude. we were talking about with Jarnell Stokes. I mean, that's that's the best thing in basketball. Big yeah. guy, three-pointer. But awesome. our Electric. freaking home fans who are yelling for Kumwa to shoot a wide-open three, hell to the no. Do not do that. Yeah, or Urosh. No, I yeah. don't want to see that either. Like we we shouldn't be yelling for guys who we know can't shoot to shoot. Now Fulkerson, yeah, I'll give Fulkerson a chance. Yeah, he's here's earned the thing: it. if you can hit a turnaround ten footer, you can hit a freaking three, especially a right. wide open three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you 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 got to earn that. You got to earn that respect to be able to pull up. Yep. And those other guys just haven't earned it. Fulkerson yeah. beat Kentucky pretty much by himself. He earned it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh you got anything else for basketball before we move on? That's all I got. Let's let's get to let's move on a little bit. Uh so we're gonna talk about some Kylan Hill and uh what's going on in the state of Mississippi. you know, a lot of people find it annoying that it's weird. A lot of people find it annoying about these college kids stepping up and advocating for change in their college campuses in their state. And Kylan Hill is actually from the state of Mississippi. Um, yeah, from Columbus. I don't understand how you can fault these kids. Now, could he have potentially lost his scholarship? If he, so he threat. if you don't know the story, Colin Hill um, announced that he would be sitting out the 2020 season if uh, the Mississippi flag continued to have the rebel flag. It, it was a, what, like a quarter of the flag probably um, in it? Yeah. And uh, he advocated for change by saying he would sit out if it didn't play. That obviously is going to get his coach's attention. And it's obvious, it's going to get the school's attention and the some of the don't. I mean, he's their best player by far, their best player on the team. Yeah, for those who, of you who don't know who Colin Hill is, he's the running back from Mississippi State. And I think he was the leading rusher in the SEC last year. Oh, was he? Wow. I didn't if know that. not, he was close. He was when we played him. Okay. And I think he was an all SEC selection. So, yep. Uh, but I mean, it gets their attention. Obviously, it's going to get the coach's attention, which is going to get the president's attention, uh, president of the university's attention, and big donors' attention because the donors want to win in football games. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, he used the power he had. He doesn't have a ton of power, but he used the power he had and advocated for change. And um, we can we can argue all day. 
about the rebel flag if you want to not here uh we can we can do it not me and you <laughs> i think we agree uh but someone else we can t- we can i can gladly sit down and talk about it um but we know what that flag stands for um everybody does um when the kk kkk flies your flag it's not good and i haven't ever heard anyone in all of this i've never heard someone stand up and go i don't support the kkk flying that flag so that's an interesting point i think i'd like to make um, but when they fly it, whether you agree with it or not, you got to speak out against it and you have it. So here we are. Right. Um, yeah, yet- I, I think the, the base of all this. So, I mean, he, he was the one that the sec said they, they threatened to, um, not play championships yeah. in the state of Mississippi, which and then the NCAA suspended all postseason. Okay. And I do appreciate the sec doing that, but it didn't have a ton of ground because I think only like. 10 total SEC championships have been held there since 2000 or something like that. Yeah, not a lot. So, <laughs> I mean, who wants to go there? I do, yeah. I do appreciate, though, the NCAA or the SEC and the NCAA stepping up and, and using their power to advocate for change. Um, because is a flag going to fix, you know, the racial injustice in the country? Absolutely not. But it can certainly, um, it can certainly hold power over people especially when you follow that flag on the campus when you follow that flag on the field those athletes are playing on so i i mean i love that colin hill stepped up to to do this uh yeah and he did it before any coach mm-hmm. any player like he was the first one to do that and then the coaches backed him up and, and lobbied right. um to for, uh, lobby for change at the i think the state capitol yeah they, they went and met Dan with, jackson i don't know if they met with the governor or just a representative um, I'm not sure who Lane Kiffin and uh, Mike Gundy met with. They did meet. I saw where they met with somebody, though. Yeah, and then uh, yesterday it was voted that it was going to be changed. The emblem yeah. would be gone. Yeah. And- so, uh, yeah, I think that's – I think it's big for – and I think it's a step in the right direction for all athletes um, who haven't had or, or don't think they had the um, platform to be able to do something like this, to implement change. Like, it wouldn't matter if I stepped up. Um, mm-hmm. Colin Hill did it. It proved it worked. And I'll, I'll be honest. I was skeptical of it. Like, I was like, I don't know. You could be way, you, you could be losing a season. Like, I don't yeah. know if that'll happen. Um, and I was skeptical, but obviously I, I'm sure did other Mississippi state or Ole Miss players step up and say the same thing. I don't know. I, I just know that like a lot of players, like I think Marvin Wilson with Florida state was like, I'm not going to, play unless or i'm not gonna work out or anything until something's changed he didn't say what but kylan hill put it specifically if that flag is not changed i'm not playing yeah like it was one or the other it wasn't like you know kind of a open discussion it was that was it yeah so yeah i i like that and i would like to think of you know colin like you say colin hill's from mississippi so it means something mm-hmm. to him. Um, just like if, like, Trey Smith, if Tennessee had that emblem in the flag, like, he would be one to, to step up here. So I think players are kind of figuring out through all this that they do have a platform, and it's something that can implement change. Right. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to see it continue. Uh, for I love that Tennessee players are stepping up and um, uh, using their platform, and I'm excited to see what they continue to do. Uh, obviously, other schools are also doing something similar um, in different ways, but doing something similar and advocating for change. Um, it, it's not going to change overnight either. It's going to be something that it's going to be a continual conversation. 
Um, and it's going to be continual working towards getting it right. And uh, I'm excited that schools and the NCAA and the SEC, because all in all, when you look at collegiate athletics and, and what it's supposed to stand for, and they talk about how this it's amateurism and you know what amateurism stands for, you talk about growing these people not just as players but as young men and women and um, citizens and, and society. It's it's going to be a constant conversation. Uh, and if you've ever worked with young people or if you've ever you know taught or um, and hopefully you learned and hopefully you were able to learn in an environment. It takes both. Um, I think that's the important part is and teaching isn't just teaching. It's also listening and learning too. You, as a teacher, you should be listening and learning about the people you work with. Um, so if the NCAA or the SEC or individual athletic departments were just shutting people up, uh, it would show what they really stood for. So it's good to see the NCAA has gotten a lot wrong, but if they continue to let these athletes um, enact change and, and let these coaches and athletic directors um, assist in that and, and hopefully teach them something too. I think that's, I think only positive is going to come from it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I tweeted it out a couple weeks ago. It was like, if more people would just listen instead yeah. of just running their mouth, this country would be a lot better off. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think one thing I'd like to see too is um, a lot of, I mean, because if we're just looking at the facts of it and like how the, how it works, what percentage of athletic departments, the students they're over, are African Americans? They need. I mean, sorry, go ahead. I mean, look at look at the football program. How many how many starters are white? Yeah, and, and the I kicker. Think, yeah, Briss Magley. That's probably it. And uh, you got a couple offensive linemen. <laughs> um, not not that are starting. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true. Um, well, Cade, if you if you. Oh well, yeah, Cade. Yeah, Cade. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you have Tennessee that's put T. Martin in charge of a cultural committee. I think more athletic departments need that because mm-hmm. look at the people you, look at the people you should be serving. Are you serving them past athletics? And I'm not talking about building them um, juice bars and, the, and the, like, Jarnell Stokes, just facilities to run in. How are you helping them? How are you helping yep. their families? How are you helping your community and their community? Because that's where they live and they they exist in. And, and are you helping them past just how they're helping you? Because I think everyone can kind of – everyone looks at athletic, college athletics as a, a system of, you know, you do this for us, we do this for you. But how much are you really doing for the student-athlete? Because you're not paying them. Right. So you should be responsible for a lot more. Yep. You should be. You, you're, you should be the caretaker. Yep. Um, you got anything else, uh, for this Colin Hill and I don't know. I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's been a long time coming. Um, so I, I think it's a good thing. And I'm proud of Colin Hill for, for stepping up and, you know, football's his life and for him to give that up to implement change. That's, that says a lot about him. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know him personally, but, you know, that's that's pretty big on his part. Absolutely. Uh, Matt W. said, I have to say I'm very excited about Harrison Bailey for Tennessee. I am too. I hope uh, hope he lives up to the hype. He said he strikes me as a mentally tough quarterback, and Tennessee needs a mentally tough quarterback. I would agree. Um, we're trying to re- reestablish Tennessee in an SEC powerhouse. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt's doing all he can to get Tennessee back to the top. Hopefully that happens. Um I mean, I I know what we want Harrison Bailey to be, <laughs> and he's a winner. I mean, yep. every, every everywhere he's gone, he's been a winner. Um, 
I passed Lowndes County on the way back from the beach or not Lowndes County, Lowndes um, High School in Georgia. That was the team that they beat in the the state finals last season. And, dude, that place is huge, first of all. Is it? And then I looked it up. They were like the number nine team in the country oh. when Marietta played them and Harrison yeah. Bailey beat them. So, kids a winner, um, laddies of all, and we'll, we'll see. I mean – I feel like if he can just be consistent, I feel like that gives him a leg up. Yeah. In my opinion. I, I agree. So we'll see. Hey, I think your dad um, I think your dad threw you the assist on the uh Joey Kent trivia. I just saw the comment, so I'm sorry, uh Tracy, but uh he, oh, he, he commented he, Joey Kent, so I think it was uh throwing you the assist there. Okay, I appreciate it. He he gave me the assist the other night too. He was Oh did he? Um what were we t- oh ladder ball. Ah, we we're talking about gotcha. uh, beach games. Yeah, he 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 watches out for me still. Um, <laughs> I'm 25. He still watches out for me. So, are we ready for questions? Yeah, let's let's do some questions. So, Eric Smith, uh, you remember Eric Smith, right? I love Eric Smith. Good dude. Yeah. Um, he says with Jay with Juwan Jennings and Batuli gone, who will be the new leaders to step up and motivate the team on each side of the ball? I misspoke, by the way. Great dude. Um, he is a great dude. Man, I got to assume offensively – see, I, I don't know. I got to think Eric Gray is going to be one of the guys because speaking of skill positions, he's the only returner that's, that you know is going to be the guy. I think Josh Palmer has that ability, but you haven't seen it out of him yet. The last mm-hmm. three games of the season, you saw it out of Eric Gray. So I don't, I don't know how vocal of a leader he is, um, but I know he plays kind of the mentality Coach Pruitt wants the team to play with. So I think he's going to be the – I think he's got to be somebody they look to. And JG should be that guy, too. He should be by this point. Um, but I'm not convinced. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of what I'll, I'll – I would say Trey Smith would definitely be one. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of already been, mm-hmm. I guess, that guy on offense. But, yeah, JG absolutely should. He plays the most important position in all of sports. Yeah. And so he, he, should, he should be the leader. I mean, look at the best – look at the teams that have won a national title. Mm-hmm. Or look at the teams who won a Super Bowl. Who's the face? Do they win without a good quarterback? No. Do they win without a leader at quarterback? No. No. That, and that's the thing. He doesn't have to be the best player on the field. But he's got to be the most composed, and he's got to be a leader. Yep. That, that's, what you, that's what you need. That's what you yep. need. I mean, that, look, at, look at Joe Burrow last year. All those guys would go – would take a bullet for Joe Burrow. Because he would he would do the same for them. Yeah, now he's they they fought for him tooth and nail. So you know if he can if he can get this team kind of unified and you know lots of fire underneath them and, and they can trust him the same as um he trusts them. I, I feel like this is going to be a good football team, but I feel like a lot of it rests on JG's shoulders. Yep, I would agree. That's kind of the only question I got. Do you have any? On no, the, I haven't gotten any on Twitter or YouTube here. Um, okay. I don't have any on Facebook as well. Hmm. But we can move on to segments. If y'all think of any or have any, feel free drop to them. drop those in the comments, and we'll get to those. We'll definitely get them. Uh, most important of the week. Most important. My, It's got to be uh, Cam going to the Pats. Dude, that's – 
I love that. I, so that got that rumor got floated out a while ago. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, maybe right when Carolina uh, released him. Uh, maybe maybe it got floated out then. I was all in. Now it's gonna take <clears throat> it's gonna take Cam, you know, getting back to twenty fourteen, whatever year that was, twenty fifteen, getting back to that Cam. But it's twenty fifteen. I don't know what year it was. Um, whatever year they went to the Super Bowl was probably his last year, though, being Cam Newton. Um, mm-hmm. but 2016, what year was it? <laughs> I know you just looked on that Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I think it was 2016. Cause I think it was your, is it your 21st? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Um, I mean, it's gonna take him to get back to that, but he's in Bill Bill Belichick's system. Uh, you got to assume he's a starter over Stidham, but I guess it's not really guaranteed right now. Yeah, I think he easily wins. I mean, Jared Stidham couldn't beat JG. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness. I mean, I don't disagree. But what was that contract though? It was tiny, wasn't it, compared to what he's worth? Yeah, it was just a one-year, like, $7 million deal. Okay, it not was, as small as I was thinking. Yeah, it was, I mean, small when you when you think of, like, who it is. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. But I, I think this was this is a kind of a tryout for Cam Newton to see what he's worth. Oh, yeah. Um, and f- for him, he, he go, just when you thought you could count out the paths of being a good football team, then they do this. Well, I'm happy for Cam Newton. Hope it works out for him, but uh, man, I don't. I hate Pats fans, and this is just gonna make them worse. Oh yeah. Oh, see, 100%. we can win without Tom Brady. No one doubted that. It's Bill Belichick, and you can't win without Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Oh yeah, and you know Cam has issues with, you know, he throws off his back foot. He overthrows receiver. He's not very accurate at times. Um, he is kind of injury prone, but I feel like with the Pats, they just they fix it somehow, some way it, they make it work. And now they have an athlete like they've never had before. Right. Um, who could just dominate a game. I mean, the, the athleticism is still there. It's yeah. just, I don't know. He, he was, he was injured a lot at, you know, the last couple of years in Carolina. And I, I just feel like they were trying to move on. And they're they're trying to they're trying to move on where they can have, you know, the offense center around Christian McCaffrey, right? And and not just run him into the ground well, and, and never win anything. So. Yeah, and then I think they were just ready to move on from Cam Newton and all because they paid the same for Teddy. Yeah. So well, what they paid the same that uh, Cam Newton's contract pretty much the same that Cam Newton's contract was. So yeah, I don't really. But blame yeah. Them. So so now I I feel like he's gonna be a at least pick to get some MVP votes just because where he's going and um, just his athleticism. I mean, if here's if here's he's able thing, to if, go ahead, if he's able to turn him into an MVP candidate, I mean, Bill Belichick is the best ever. I'm all, I mean, I'll go. I already say he's the goat. Um, yeah, I, I, I would too. But I don't think there's any debate whatsoever yeah. that you could. I I don't know if he's a guaranteed starter right now, though. I mean. I don't disagree, but Bill Belichick, if you don't do what Bill Belichick wants to do, you won't play for him. He'll release you. Like, if if Cam Newton doesn't 
come to New England with – I'm sure they've had – I mean, look at Antonio Brown, a freak of nature. He came in, he gave him a chance to not be a, a psychopath <laughs> and cut him. Didn't play around. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Gordon. you you kind of you kind of had to at, at that point, but yeah. he's willing to take a chance on these That's guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that Cam Newton's just gotta. I don't think Cam Newton has to be a phenomenal football player, but he's just gotta be a a smarter person in the locker room. I think. Yeah, and and I feel like and around the facility, he's definitely in a lot better. Like Antonio Brown and Josh mm-hmm. Gordon, those two guys are like. Very questionable when they went to the. I, I don't feel like his character is questionable. No, 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 not his character. Not, right? not like, not like them two. No, um, I think those guys were probably on like a one strike, and we're cutting you. We don't need that crap. Cam Newton's mm-hmm. probably got a little bit of a longer leash, but yeah. he's had some. You know, especially the last, I guess, two years in Carolina, where, I mean, was it last year? He just didn't show up on Monday morning. Yeah, he, he had some some issues and I, I don't know what he was dealing with. I mean, I, I love Cam Newton. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. I love yeah. Cam Newton. He's been one of my favorite players since he entered into the league, but you know, he just, after that 2016 season, he just wasn't that guy. No, I think it was just, and I think it was just some locker room stuff and maybe not agreeing with the coaching staff as a whole. And then maybe and not some, having a great coaching staff as part of it too. That too. Um, you know, I feel like you have a lot better situation than you've ever had with, with Matt Rule coming in. Mm-hmm. He's been a college coach. He's been successful. That's more than I can say when Ron Rivera <laughs> took over. Really. I mean, Ron Rivera getting jobs is the – I mean, that dude is – I don't know how he gets on gets a job every time. It's pretty amazing. Yep. Yeah, I, sure. I like the Cam Newton movie. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the Patriots, first off, they were probably going to win their division with or without Cam Newton. Now they're definitely going to win. <laughs> yeah. And Just when the Bills thought they had a chance, they'd take it right out from underneath them. I mean, how do they luck into that division? It blows my mind. Like, oh, yeah. how does that division just suck? I guess it doesn't help when they've almost got – when they've got New England twice on their schedule. But that's what kind of blows my mind about Brady going to the NFC South. Like, you're probably – a lot of people think the – Tampa Bay Bucks are locks for the playoffs or you know I've seen a bunch about how deep they're going to go in the playoffs are they even going to make the playoffs I don't think it's a guarantee I mean especially with the NFC South I mean the Panthers aren't that great but you but look at the Panthers at, are going to get have a chance Well yeah and you look at the the Falcons they have Julio Jones they added Todd Gurley um and then the Saints are one of the best teams in the NFL. So it's, it's not going to be easy to get out of that division. No. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're having to play your toughest schedule you've ever had to play. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's that's why I cannot believe they're locking them in for a playoff spot. And you don't have Bill Belichick. And you don't have Bill Belichick. You have a uh, – is it is it Bruce uh, – Bruce Arians. It is Bruce Arians? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, I, do you, if you had to pick them to make the playoffs right now, would you like put money on it? Probably not. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money on it. <laughs> I mean, they might be the last one in, but right. I, I feel like there's 
I feel like the 49ers and the Saints and the Falcons have a better shot than they do. Yeah. Rank the quarterbacks right now in the in the NFC South. I would say Drew Brees. This one's this one's I think, tough. I, I think I should I should clarify that because I think if you go straight up, Tom Brady has to be number two. Right. With their team, like where they stand right now. How do you rank them? Mm-hmm. That's what I should say. With, with their weapons and everything? Yeah, I mean, like, what do you think, I guess, production will be this season? I'll say Drew Brees. Hmm. I'm going to go I'll, – I'll go Matt Ryan just because he has – Gurley has Ridley as Julio Jones. Um, and then I'll probably go Tom Brady and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's. But I don't. I don't feel like those. Those three. I think Drew Brees is probably above those three. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't. If you switch either three of those out, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Uh, I think Teddy's probably going to be at the bottom, regardless. And I'm not Honestly, knocking. You're you're going to get a lot with um, Christian McCaffrey. They added Robbie Anderson from the Jets. Yeah. Um, so they have three good. Yeah. Receivers, and then they have one of the best water or the best running backs in the NFL who's going to catch a ton of passes. Yeah, I don't disagree in in terms of Bridgewater is going to have a good chance to be successful. I just think what mm-hmm. I know about Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, I think they Yeah, if they, I was thinking today, yeah, he'd probably be last. So, and, and I'm with you though. I think when you talk about their weapons, I think you could flip-flop Matt Ryan and Tom Brady very easily. Yeah. I do know this, Matt Ryan is not at the top. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Yeah. You got any more? I think that was my only one. I got a couple fails. Um, I did see where Morehouse College is. Um, they canceled their football season already. Really? What are they? They're a Division two school. Okay, interesting. Um, so I don't know if that leaves the the door open. Um, but I don't know. It was like the NBA where that started, and then everything else started canceling. Um, right. Which I guess was the right decision now, but back then we're just like, what the heck. Well, I understand why the NBA and, and even college basketball canceled because how much travel is involved. Um, some of the smaller local things I was a little confused about. Yep. Uh, you got any fails? I do. My first one goes out to Pat Ford, another guy this award could be named after. Um, somebody tweeted, what do you all think about Pat Ford's offering for conference realignment? Did you see this? Yeah, he's a freaking moron. Okay, I do want to know the context. I'll be fair, but I'm gonna act. I'm not gonna look out. For, I'm not gonna look for the context. I'm just gonna like. So you saw all these, how absurd they were, right? Yeah. How someone made a good point. These would be interesting in basketball. You'd have a little bit more level playing field in basketball, but you couldn't do this in football. He mismatched, like, in Tennessee's division, for example, Northern Illinois was in it, in the Mid American. Northern Illinois wouldn't win a game in the next 15 years. Okay, I'll take that back. They might be Vandy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Okay, Western Kentucky, didn't they almost beat Vandy actually a couple years ago? Probably. I think they did. They probably beat them now with Tyson Helton. <laughs> probably. Um, but they're in that conference. I mean, no. This is the dumbest thing ever. And it's probably dumb in basketball too. I shouldn't say that. But I would say this. Notre Dame still wouldn't win that division. <laughs> Notre Dame. Notre, that, they, Notre Dame would hate it. They would never make the playoffs. Oh no, which I, I guess they haven't made a playoff yet. But which I, I did find it funny that Clemson basically has the same schedule. Oh yeah, no that <laughs> that was awesome. Well, and here's my here's my biggest question. A, a lot of people probably think they're like, oh, it'd solve the playoff issues. No, you'd have eight undefeated teams. <laughs> yeah, Georgia or Florida would probably go undefeated in theirs. 
Obviously, Alabama would go undefeated. I'm trying to flip through this. Ohio State would go undefeated. I love how the Pac-12 is like still the same, pretty much. Texas A&M would probably go undefeated. Uh, they have Texas Tech in Texas. That might be a loss. Yeah, the the sun the Sun Belt would be uh, probably the most interesting one with Alabama, Auburn, and LSU. <laughs> yeah, that would be the Penn State would be... go undefeated. Easy. Yep. I think Clemson. Clemson would go undefeated. In the great Midwest. It'd probably be Wisconsin. Tennessee would have a good chance of uh, winning some, getting a chance to play in the big the big game. Yeah. I mean, West Virginia's down. I know they beat it, but they're like. Notre if if you tell me every year our toughest games are gonna be Notre Dame and Kentucky, sign me the F up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Missouri would go undefeated. No, nah, they could be okay, they've got Nebraska and Wisconsin. Wisconsin would be playing in the playoffs. Finally. <laughs> It'd be Wisconsin or Iowa probably yeah. would be the top two in that. Yep. That's fantastic. I don't know. It just, yeah, that's so dumb. I'm curious about the context, but it probably still wouldn't make sense to me. Why do you have that much time on your hands? Why did you do that? Like, it's never going to happen, so why did you even think of that? Well, he doesn't get to text. Uh, well, it was, yeah, him and John Curry don't get to text because no one cares about Wake Forest athletics. Mm, that sucks. <laughs> um, My next one is actually the Patriots. So they get a most important NFL. Nice. So they're, uh, the NFL penalized the Pats for video crew filming um, field and sideline during Bengals-Browns game in December. They get a $1.1 million fine, loss of a 2021 third-round pick, and the Pats TV crew banned from shooting games in 2020 season. I want to know how often this has happened before. Dude, how many times do the Pats have to like get caught cheating to get any kind of punishment? Right. $1.1 million, a third-round pick, who they're going to pick some white receiver anyway. Um, and then uh, also their senior club officials to receive training on league ops. So they have to do a training session too. Here's like, the thing. If they're cheating against the Bengals, you know they're cheating against good teams. I mean, oh yeah. You don't just cheat against the Bengals, Bengals and Browns. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting, and they got caught last time. Spygate. They have they got caught against the Jets. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, I guess oh, Kings got to stay Kings, but good lord, man. Here's my question: How much is Nick Saban cheating? Because him and Belichick best buds. Yeah. He's been filming. He's got Tennessee film. That's why we can't beat him. <laughs> I mean, did uh, somebody like tell on Robert Kraft? Yeah, oh yeah. Did, well, did he get a bad rub and tug somewhere? Yeah, he's settled. <laughs> this is better than an FBI investigation. I guess so. Do, um, I, do what? Like, I'll give you a, I'll give you a rub and tug, <laughs> but you're gonna lose this third round pick. <laughs> Deal. Bill Belichick <laughs> yeah, will find take it. Bill Belichick will draft a Super Bowl MVP in the fourth round. It'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be fun. Uh, I think I have one more fail. Oh, I got I hate to do this, but I got to go out our boy Kim English. He released his first TikTok, and it was not good. What? That was good. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. That was great. No, he even admitted it. He said first the and last. <laughs> he said first and last TikTok vid wifey made me. 
Josiah Jordan James told me never again. Done and done. Dude, that <laughs> I was great. Agree. I, I, I disagree. I got to agree with Josiah here. That was a bad video. That's a good video. Like, he he did it perfect. <laughs> that doesn't make it good. He might have done what a good job. What else do you want from him? <laughs> he might have done a good job lip syncing, but that doesn't make the video good. Yeah, that's that's what the video was supposed to be. <laughs> that doesn't make the video inherently good, though. It needs other oh parts. Just wasn't a good video. I'm sorry. If you can make a better video, I'd like to see it. I didn't say I could, but I can. Well, I can tell you what is a better video. I can point one out to you. Are are some of mine better? I'm yeah. I'm sure you do got some. I'll have to go watch your TikToks. Okay. The uh, yeah, get, get get the views up, bro. The the one of the corgi. I mean, yeah, I can tell you that one's better. Yeah, like I can't. I can't beat the corgi. Anything I do no, is I'm sorry. Not cool cool enough uh, yeah i'm really sorry but that yeah cool you kinda, butt is always gonna win you started at the top that was your issue yeah that's that's the problem i shouldn't have done that i was hoping that would get me followers and likes but it really they just viewed it and that was it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you uh you had to you should have slowly brought that one in you but you better get on the kim english train because he's gonna be our next head coach i mean i like kim english i don't like his tiktok game <laughs> maybe he'll make some more I kind of liked it, dude. I, I was, I was impressed. Me as a, as a, I used to lip sync a lot. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I don't hate lip syncing. Let's be clear about that. It's just the the video. Mm. Also, like his grass is perfect. Well, yeah, the house looked very nice. I'm like, I want that grass, and I want somebody in the backyard that can sing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also say the uh yeah, the your two favorite my two favorite of yours are the one with Steven and the uh the Corgi one. So nothing I did. <laughs> you were in the Steven one? It's a good I video. Know, but but he makes it, not me. But you did a good job. <laughs> like I, I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed both parts of it. I appreciate it. You're welcome. From the heart. You got a lot I just noticed you got a lot of uh views on that on that one of you and hunter at the beach yeah he well he is he is a crap ton because he's oh did he, he put it on his too i think he tagged himself so that oh, okay helped. that's the thing though is uh you don't want those views <laughs> true very true uh tiktok's an interesting place it is weird like you you find yourself in a like it's at least youtube when you get in like a rabbit hole and you at least when you get done, you're like, man, I was in a rabbit hole, but at least I found out some good facts. When you get a rabbit hole at TikTok and you're done, you're like, man, that was a waste of time. I've, my, I've gotten rid of pretty much all my all the nasty stuff on my For You page. So that's good. Like all the just the dumb, you know the videos I'm talking about. I've pretty much gotten rid of all that, so that's good. Okay. Yeah, all the, the ones that just the girls dancing. Yeah. I so wish that, I that's a good news. I, I think I've perfected my algorithm. But I, I like the I like the dance ones, so it's mostly just like I like to know how to do the dance, and it, but it's mostly just girls doing the dance. Just go to YouTube, man. They'll teach you. Just learn them. Yeah, they do learn that. Them. They have those learn them on YouTube videos. Okay. All right, Matt W asked. He told me not to dodge this question. I won't. I'll talk about it. He said, "Will Tennessee beat Florida? Mm. Will Tennessee play Florida?" I'm going to go yes to play Florida and no, not right now. Okay. I'm going to go hot take. I'm going to go hot take. They're coming 
to Neyland this year, empty or not, Tennessee beats Florida. I would love it. Um, Harrison Bailey is a starting quarterback. But I, I think if they get – I think Florida is a better team than Georgia, so I, I would take us upsetting Georgia over Florida. Right now. Right now. Okay. I don't hate that take. We got any more questions? That's all I got. I haven't been on Facebook. Get on Facebook, man. Get on Facebook. Um, I don't yeah. have any more. That's it. Well, that works. This has been a long show, but I'm I'm okay with it. We've we've had some we've had some good segments, had some uh, had had some good uh, tight end talk and some good uh, defensive talk. It's it's been a good episode. So I appreciate you guys hanging on. Um, it will be up tomorrow on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to a podcast. It'll be on there and on YouTube as well. Make sure you follow us uh, at More Underscore Issues on Twitter, on Facebook at More Important Issues and Volunteer Roadshow. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Caleb underscore TN. You can follow Landon on Twitter at Lambo underscore Raby 10. And then you can find us on Facebook and uh, as well. And, um, yeah, we appreciate it. Hit that like, share, retweet button, wherever you're at. Uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Yeah, and we'd like to get some more Voltails going. So if you know any VFLs, um, you'd like to tag them in, in anything um, and tag us too, we'd love to to get more on. Um, so that'd be a good opportunity for you guys to kind of get involved there and pick kind of who we get. Mm -hmm. Um, so do that. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in and we out.